Good morning, everyone, and thank you for tuning in today. If you need help keeping track, today is Wednesday, February the 14th. And with that, the second Wednesday following the second Monday of the month is Coffee with the Mayor Day. And today's Coffee with the Mayor is with Mayor Mike Bettis in the city of Batesville. Good morning, sir. How are you today? I'm great. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, and always fruitful information that you bring us from the city council meeting, the board of works and, and everything going on in Batesville. Yes. And, and we actually had a, I'll say a small crowd on Monday night, uh, not a large group, but we had a, a smattering of residents who attended the meeting. So uh, we actually had some people to uh, communicate with on Monday night. So yeah, but, it was probably nice to have this, people this, that participated, right? Yes, we had some folks who participated, so it was a good evening, and um, and so, but unfortunately, it's not a very large crowd, so this is a great opportunity for me to get it, get out to the public some of the things that happened at city council, so more people can hear about what's going on and be involved with the city. I imagine probably everyone would be slightly panicked at first if there was a large crowd. <laughs> yes, probably so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's that's a really good point. If if all of a sudden we had a hundred people crammed into that room, that that would probably uh, make me think twice about what was going on. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So maybe maybe just people uh, gradually adding in each month is a good cause. Then yes. you, then you know people are interested, but not because they want to create some. There's an issue. Correct. Yes. <laughs> Well, this month's Board of Works meeting, kind of just general business information. Um, so today we'll talk about the city council meeting. Lots of stuff going on at city council meeting. Um, and we'll first just start off by talking about the uh, city is approving um, some property to be sold off, correct? That is correct. And so we had uh, uh, we have a developer who's looking to build a subdivision off of 129 which is between 129 and Bischoff Reservoir. And so that's a piece of land that is obviously not been developed and it's just south of uh, where Hillendale is located. And so in that next parcel of land, uh, it was purchased a couple of years ago by a local developer. And uh, there was a small amount of land that was, that they did not own that is owned by owned by the city, which was, the, I'll say the perimeter of the lake, of the Bischoff Lake, and so they they were they had a need for it. Uh, we really do not need that land. It was not a piece of land that we were actively using or needed for the future, and so they wanted to procure that so they could add it to their development and make it an even larger development. And so it was really beneficial for the city because it gives us an opportunity to sell. And it's about eight acres of land, which then gave us the opportunity to sell it, get the money for it. But then also uh, long term, uh, that, that land will get developed. It'll be turned into lots. It'll be sold to uh, home homeowners who will then build a house on it, which will increase the value of that land. And then property tax will go up and then the city will, will collect the property tax for it. So it, for, for us, it's really an economic development play for us to um, have a, increase our revenue stream. And so we take that property tax that we collect from that development and, and across all across the city, 
that is money then that we use to play to pay our police force, our fire department, uh, our street departments, all the general fund items all come out or all in part covered by the revenues from property tax. And so for us, it's kind of a natural, it's a piece of land that we weren't, we really don't have a need for or use of. And we get to then turn it into something that's more productive and then increases property tax revenues for the city so we can provide the services that people are used to get from used to receiving from us. And that is actually important information to know um, due to the next topic on our agenda today. And that is the first reading of an ordinance to amend salaries. And that uh, is salaries directly for the um, EMTs and paramedics. That is correct. And so we have each year we, we approve an ordinance for the, for the upcoming year. Uh, for all the salaries across the city. Uh, uh, and so we have a salary ordinance that is in place for the year 2021. And so we asked to amend that salary order ordinance for the year 2021 this year to increase the salaries uh, for the, our EMS folks. And so we, uh, the city of Batesville, like most every other community, is struggling to keep uh, EMS personnel and so we have a salary schedule that unfortunately is falling below what the, the market will bear for that for those types of employees. And so we're, we are reacting to what the market pressures because uh, we need additional EMS folks and then are having trouble getting new members um, employed. And so we come to the realization that we're not paying enough to make it advantageous for people to work here instead of somewhere else. So we're trying to catch up with some of our surrounding communities. So we're looking to increase those salary ranges. Basically the today we're paying anywhere from $14 to about $18 an hour for EMS folks. And we're looking to bump that up to $15 at the low end up to $21 at the higher end for an, uh, for a paramedic. So, it's just one of those things that we just have to do so we can be competitive in the marketplace so that we can have personnel to uh, fill our EMS roles. So we, when somebody has an emergency that we can get people to that and have qualified people to show up at somebody's house when they when they call us and say, hey, I got a medical emergency, please help. And the paramedics are probably one of the more busier departments that the city yeah. has, right? Yeah, yeah, and so all all the you know our police and fire are, are always busy, but EMS folks, uh, you know, we keep them on staff twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, and so we always have a need for EMS personnel. And we, uh, I think we have upwards of fifteen hundred runs a year for EMS calls, and so that's a lot. Mm. And so we're we. And so we have to keep a full staff all the time and we always have two people uh, in the in the building. So uh, it's something that we just have to do to keep up with so we can provide the services that people are accustomed to. Yeah, absolutely. So next month, this will be in second reading and that's when a final decision on whether this raise will take place, correct? That That is correct. And so we had the first reading on Monday night and then we will bring it back for them to look at again next month. And hopefully they'll uh, approve that so that we can uh, make those adjustments and hire some additional folks. 
And with that, another ordinance in its first reading was an amendment to the city park smoking ban. That's right. And so actually, it, uh, for those who um, follow this stuff, with the city actually talked about this back in February of 2017. And at that point, we made all the parks in, in within the city of Batesville to be non-smoking. But we had this exception for Liberty Park uh, where we allowed smoking in Liberty Park in certain locations. And that was really due to the fact that we uh, there were different festivals that were being held out at Liberty Park. And uh, those groups wanted to be able to have um, people come, patrons come and be able to uh, sit and smoke uh, while they're enjoying either music or whatever the festival may be at that point. And so the city council part, uh, carved out a, an exception for Liberty Park. Well, the number of festivals has um, gone down. We really don't have that requirement anymore. And so the Coalition for a Drug-Free Batesville asked if there was a possibility that we could make Liberty Park to be non-smoking like the rest of the parks uh, because they wanted to do uh, put up some signs uh, around the park. They're, look, they're looking to do a project that includes both the city of Batesville parks and then also the school corporation and their facilities and, the, and put up some signs. Uh, I think the one that I remember the most is a sign that says, young lungs at work, no smoking. Mm. Uh, and, so, um, and so this amendment to that will be very specific and it will say no smoking or vaping at any city park across the, uh, the city of Batesville. It does have a, uh, a provision in, or actually it's, it says no smoking shall be permitted in any of the city parks with the exception that smoking may per be permitted in areas that are clearly marked and identified by the city as permitting smoking. And so we did leave, as I call it, an out or away. So in case at some point the uh, festivals um, start back up again and we start having a need for a non-smoking area, that we will we can put up some signs and by this ordinance and have limited areas. But the goal is that would be a a very minimal use and that would not be something that be used on a regular basis. And it, that the vast majority of the park for 99% of the time will be non-smoking, non-vaping. Has smoking been an issue at the parks in the non-smoking regions? That is a great question. That question actually came up at the city council meeting on Monday night. Uh, Mike Bomber, our park director was there and answered that question and said, no, it really has not been an issue. Is really, is, there are not that many people who smoke out there, uh, but what was in our ordinance up to now was kind of an inconsistency with Liberty Park. And so we're trying to clean it up and trying to make it so that it's more widely known that yes, uh, the city park, uh, all the city parks across the city and make it consistent that it is non-smoking, non-vaping and uh, make it a place for, uh, where people can go and not uh, have to deal with smoke and and inhaling other people's smoke. So it's it was kind of the, hopefully it's the right time for this to happen. Yeah, and I assume since this, um, since the original uh, ban was in place, you guys have added at least one new park with the Freedom Park. That is correct. And and we really don't see a whole lot of smoking any in, in the parks. 
uh, but we just wanted to make sure that it was consistent and um, we're keeping up with where uh, the health issues are at. So, um, yeah, we, we just don't, as, and Mike said the same thing that he does not see a whole lot of people smoking, but we just would like to get it right and, and be able to have this, hopefully have this done once and for all and, and move on. We're going to take a short break. And when we return, we'll continue speaking with Mayor Mike Bettis. And we're back. If you've just tuned in today, it is Coffee with the Mayor, and we are speaking with Batesville Mayor Mike Bettis. So switching topics, you're always uh, plenty full information in your mayor's report. And we'll start off with the closing of the testing site um, in Osgood. That's right. And so the uh, Ripley County and the, the State Health Department closed the COVID-19 test site uh, at the Ripley County Fairgrounds in Osgood last week. Now, this was a testing site that was run by a company called Optum that the state of Indiana was paying them to have a test facility in Ripley County. And so that's this test site had been in place for almost a year, I guess, or maybe not quite a year, but getting close. And so Optum uh, had this test, test site. And so the county uh, made a decision to um, close that test site. And so the county uh, has an actually we actually had two test sites. We had had another one that was already in place and has been for a few months. And so we have a test site that's over in Milan, that is at the Milan Volunteer Fire Department, which is located at 201 East Ripley Street in Milan. And so we're shutting down the test site in Osgood and having everybody who needs to get tested now go to the Milan test site. And so it. it it has, it's open three days a week, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. They're also open on the second Saturday of the month from 8 a.m. till noon. And so to register, you do like you would do for any test site. You would go to the www.coronavirus.in.gov, and you can sign up there. Uh, they have both the rapid test and PCR test, uh, and so they are ready, willing, and able. Uh, and so this is was a, a change I wanted to make. And so I, the reason why I, I took time to talk about it on Monday night was just to clear up any confusion because uh, I had somebody reach out to me and say, Mike, I hear you guys closed the vaccination site. And so that's incorrect. We've closed the test site in Osgood, but the vaccination site is up and running and will be uh, for a while longer uh, we still need to get a lot more people vaccinated. And and so that, uh, I just want to make sure everybody knows that if you want to get vaccinated, the Osgood site is still up and running in addition to all the other sites across the state and, and locally. So I just wanted to make that distinction that we've closed the Osgood Optum test site, but the vaccination site is still open. Yeah, the vaccination site is ran by the Ripley County Health Department, so different organizations. Yes. So still get your vaccine in Osgood. Check them out. Sign up, ourshot.in.gov. That's right. <laughs> yes, and so we still – and so I talked about that briefly on um, on Monday night, and uh, and so across the state, we probably have about 26% of the population that's at 16 and over has been fully vaccinated already. Um, here locally, I was able to get some statistics that said that 
the 47006 zip code, the Batesville zip code. We have approximately 37% of the population has been fully vaccinated. So we're a little bit ahead of the state at this point, uh, but 37% is uh, a good number, but it's not a great number. So we still have a ways to go. If we ever wanted to get to a point that we have um, uh, enough people vaccinated to slow this virus down. And so it depends upon which expert you talk to. Some might say 50%, some might say 60 or 70 or 80%. And so we have a ways to go to get to any of those numbers. And so um, getting vaccinated is, is certainly one of those personal choices people have to make. And so I encourage people, if you've not gotten vaccinated yet, to have a conversation with your health provider, let them give you uh, guidance, let them uh, give you some insight as to uh, what the medical community feels about the vaccines and how it, uh, about their safety and effectiveness. And, and then hopefully people will make the choice to get vaccinated. The more people can get vaccinated, the quicker we get back to having a normal life again. Uh, I still wear a mask when I go on, out in public, but I, I'm looking forward to the day when we have enough people vaccinated that we can all put down those masks and get back to a normal life. Same here. Well, switching topics again, dot they are all over the place in Batesville this uh, this month, this summer, this fall. Yeah, yeah and then between, um, between NDOT and the city of Batesville both, uh, we're going to be doing a fair amount of paving and a lot of work on roads. And so the city has two big projects that we're working on. So we're going to be working on uh, replacing the utilities underneath Walnut Street. And so when I say Walnut Street, I mean from Kipper to Boringer is the first section. And so we're looking at that section first. And so we're going to be doing uh, tearing up that road. We're going to replace all the uh, wastewater and water pipes that are underneath that road that have been there since the 1930s. And so it's time to get those things replaced. So we're going to be we're going to tear up Walnut Street. We have a list of uh, I think five six other uh, projects of that we're looking to do this summer, uh, repaving different roads around the city. And so we have a fair amount of those. Uh, I think I'm trying to find that list here. I know I've got it with me. Yeah, we're we're looking at Mitchell Avenue, looking at a section of Mulberry Street. We're also looking at a part of South Street, a section of Coon Hunters. Volt Street and then also Park Avenue. So we have different sections around town that we want to do. And so if that isn't enough, then NDOT on top of us is also got a fair amount of work going on too. So they've just started a new project where they're fixing the bridge that I call Lammers Pike Bridge. It's a bridge that crosses over top of 74. I call it Lammers Pike. Some people have said, Mike, that's wrong. We, it's more aptly called Merkle Road Bridge over 74. In either case, uh, it, Lammers Pike and Merkle Road merge on the west side of that bridge. And they're looking to replace that bridge entirely. And so they found a, a problem with that bridge three years ago when they were doing the Interstate 74 replacement project. And so while they were on that project, they noticed there was some issues with that bridge. You know, they, it took them some time to get an engineer hired and, and get a contractor signed up. So they've gotten all that work done. And so now it's time to do the actual replacement of that bridge. And so that, that project is starting right now. And 
Uh, and so the goal obviously was they were going to have to replace the bridge. And so they're going to be shutting down that bridge, but they're going to leave that intersection. There's a small intersection there where Lammers and Merkel comes together before you get to that bridge that people have been able to use for years. And so unfortunately we're going to have to close that intersection down completely for three weeks so that they can, uh, as they're tearing the old bridge decking out, they're going to be having new uh, steel beams being delivered to the site. And th they needed a place to store those, those beams. They need to receive them and store them and hold them there until they can replace them. And so they think that might take them three weeks to get that done. So for about three weeks or so, they're going to shut down that that intersection completely. So Merkel Road is going to be a dead end and Lammers Pike is going to be a dead end and you're not going to be able to get from one to the other. And so that's going to cause some consternation. It's going to cause some people to be a little frustrated with traffic. And so hopefully people are getting that message now that uh, there'll be a, a lot of work going on with to get that bridge replaced, which is a good thing. But uh, there may there's going to be a short time frame where people are not going to be able to tr get from one to the other, which is going to make uh, a lot of traffic going just the one direction for both of those roads. So it's basically a small inconvenience for safety um, of all of us. Yes. And, and so one I forgot, uh, there's and the, uh, the next one that's going to be somewhat of a challenge. And certainly for those of us who live off of 129, myself included, um, the state of Indiana, NDOT, is also looking to repave 129 from Highway 46 down to Highway 48. And so most of that is, well, they'll just take the top layer off and replace. There are some places where they'll, they'll do some more uh, uh, more work on it. They'll actually dig some sections out and redo the base completely. But for the most part, it's they'll just take the top layer off and then put a new layer on top and and so that's going to happen this summer also. They're not quite ready to start that project yet, but that, that sometime this summer that that road is also going to get, be get, be worked on. And so it's, it's going to be a crazy summer around the city of Batesville with a lot of road construction. Certainly when you think Walnut Street, which is 229, is going to uh, get have a lot of construction on, on that section uh, between Foreigner and Kipper, that part's going to be really messed up this year. And then you, with 129 out on the east side of town being torn up and being repaved. So that is going to cause some challenges. Um, but as always, we'll have a challenge for a while. Then hopefully uh, when they get that work done, we'll have a much better road at the end of the day. And we'll be able to use these for years to come without without too much hassle without too much more being done to them so yeah absolutely and you've had some announcements about the um, contracts that were awarded for the city projects that's right and so we have the uh, the summer paving contract was awarded to Paul Rowe company uh, last month and so we have a project meeting with, with them on Thursday to talk about the timing of their project and uh, the uh, and so, again, this is the one where we're working on Mitchell, Mulberry, South Street, and, and those other streets. And so um, what I shared with council Monday night was that, you know, that's, we'll be starting now. 
and those projects, some of, some of those projects actually include some stormwater things where we're doing both the road and the stormwater related items at the same time. And so uh, that contract is, is, was awarded and needs to be done by December 2nd. Uh, so we're looking at, oh no, I'm sorry, that needs to be done by November 12th. Uh, so that can be done before the end of the paving season. So that's one contract that was awarded. We also awarded a second contract to Paul Rowe Company. And as I mentioned earlier about the Walnut Street utility replacements from Boringer down to Kipper, Paul Rowe is doing that project also. And so that project is really, there's really two projects there. The first one is from Boringer to Kipper, and that needs to be done by September 15th. And then there's a second project that we've added to it. Uh, it was part of the initial bid. It was an add to the original bid where we're adding two more blocks. So we're gonna add that block at the end where uh, on Boringer Street, which will go from, from Walnut Street to Main Street. So it's one block long. We're gonna add that block. And if you make the right-hand turn and you head uh, south on 229, so it'd be on Main Street. And this time it's going from Boringer to Pearl. Again, just a one block section. We're looking to add those two one block sections uh, to that original contract, and they need to get all that work done by October 29th. So there'll be a lot happening on roads, and so it'll be a fun a fun summer to get all the road construction done. But we'll, hopefully, we'll have have a situation that'll be much better for for all of us for years to come. Absolutely. Well, with that, we've come towards the end of our time here today, Mr. Mayor. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I think that's it. Uh, I do appreciate everyone uh, listening in and and being involved with the city. And so uh, uh, as we get this construction going and you have frustrations, I uh, hope you'll keep in mind that we're doing things for the future. And so we'll, we'll do our best to make it as painless as possible, but I'm sure there'll be days that will cause some, uh, cause some heartaches from fo for folks. So Make sure you plan for it and give us some extra, give yourself some extra time so you can get around some of the construction uh, zones so we can all be safe. 